Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 260. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is coming to us all the way from Eat, Drink, AZ. I want you to congratulate and say hello to Melissa. She is so fantastic. But not only that, she is a fantastic YouTuber. So we are linking all of her stuff down below. Go check it out. Tell her what you want to see next because she is also just a fantastic person to go hang out with when it comes to this food and drink kind of concierge sort of deal. I'm very excited to have her on the episode and share this episode with all of you. We're going to jump into a little bit of the business that you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us and tell us what you want to hear next. So go over to our Instagram and all the social medias under Finding Arizona Podcast. I promise you, you send us something, I will go and out of my way to go check it out and go follow follow it and see if they're willing to come on the episode or coming on the podcast and then we will set it up for you guys i make it that easy i promise you it'll be fun uh so let us go hear you from our social media finding arizona podcast last but not least if you want to become a super duper fan you can go do so at patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast there you will sign up for one of the tiers that helps support us and in return we will set you up with some bonus podcasting we actually actually do 50 questions where we fill up with fun with our guest of the week. It is called Fine Examination and is only available at patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. And that will conclude our intro little beginning business part. But I'm excited to share with you the next intro part, which is my favorite part, which is the community cork board. Yes, if you have an event or something that you want to shout out, send us a line over at finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com. We will set you up with a shout out like the fall following coming to us all the way from paradise valley mall is a halloween town pumpkin patch for this year for those of you wanting to still enjoy the fall season it is taking place all this weekend and all of the end of october they are open from 4 p.m to 9 p.m but for saturday and sunday this weekend they are open for 11 a.m to 9 p.m so go check it out i encourage you guys if you are staying safe out there but you want to have a little bit of fun with the family you can go do so at this Halloween pumpkin or Halloween town pumpkin patch over at Paradise Valley Mall. Next up is another fall festival and it is actually called Fall Festival, a Halloween themed drive through over at Goodyear Ballpark. They're doing kind of an illuminated drive through at the Goodyear parking lots and visitors will experience a trick or treat village with free candy and pumpkin giveaway that is taking place this weekend over again at the good or sorry at the uh, Goodyear Ballpark park parking lots so i encourage you guys to go check out all the local community stuff going on send us everything that you want to share at finding arizona podcast at gmail.com i will end this intro and kick it off to our podcast with eat drink az and thank you melissa for being on again i will see you guys on the next episode what is it you do and why do you do it here at Finding Arizona Podcast, we love to showcase that. And so do our friends at Every Impression Counts. They offer free strategy consultations so you can envision the possibilities for your business or idea, such as websites, social media management, paid advertising like the top of Google, along with advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, video production, photography, podcasting, SEO, blogging, analytics, and so much more. 
In today's world, it's never been so cost-effective to produce and distribute content with the tools that you have at your disposal. If you've ever thought, what if, just have a convo with my friends at Every Impression Counts. You can find them at eic.agency or check out the, what they're up to by following them on Instagram and Facebook at Every Impression Counts and tell them Finding Arizona Podcast sent you. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I am your host, Jose. As always, we bring in very special people every week into our doors, and today is no different. I'm going to let this young lady help herself into introducing what she's about, and it's really, really, really fun to have someone as exciting as this person because she's a personality just like myself. She's she's a YouTuber, so I'll let her introduce herself. Go right ahead. Hi, I'm Melissa Naya, and I'm with Eat, Drink, AZ, and... Pretty much I'm born and raised here in the Valley of the Sun, if you've seen my videos. And uh, I eat the food, I drink the drinks, and I have a lot of fun doing it. Yes, and I really do appreciate you coming in, Melissa. It's just one of those things that like, I, you know, seeing the videos and then getting to see you in person is like, it's it's really, really genuinely great to know that you're a real person as well as just like genuine about your reactions too, because I've seen a couple of those episodes and it really does seem like you're just like really enjoying yourself and you're digging right into the food because oh. I saw you tear into those tacos. <laughs> the crunch. Yeah. <laughs> those are, those are some fun ones for sure. Absolutely. And so I'll ask you the question that we've been asking everyone lately. And it's just really, how are you and the family? How's things going during this time of COVID? Well, you know, it actually was in the very beginning, right during the stay at home act. Uh, I went through a pretty uh, big breakup. So I was with someone for about six years. And then my two kids, since my oldest, uh, she's a senior, had asthma, but we weren't wow. sure the effect, like what was going down. Yes. Yeah. So I had my ex-husband because he can work straight from home. So I had my ex-husband take our kids for five weeks. Like it was like in the literally the chaotic stage of it, mm -hmm. like when the stay at home act hit. So I was by myself. Like I went and people were like hardcore quarantined for wow. five weeks. Yeah. Um, so I had to be in a completely different state of mind. I did a lot of walking at night. <laughs> I actually lost weight. <laughs> I stayed away from alcohol because I yeah. knew I was like, we can go down a real dark road. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so I actually lost weight, uh, did really well, stayed, stayed focused, um, was pretty much at my client's beck and call, anything that they needed. I was mm -hmm. there to help them out. And I pretty much was still running around the restaurants, meeting with my clients. And at night I would walk and just kind of stay focused. Yeah. And we should also mention that you're um, kind of a lead partner in Local 480, which yeah. is a branding and uh, social media influencing page that is just I have to say it's incredible. I will follow it. I, me and my wife will like literally like, I want to go here. I want to go here next. I want to yeah. go here next. And we'll plan out some stuff just based on what you guys have shot and recommended. So. Oh yeah, definitely. And that got formed during quarantine. Oh wow. Literally. Yeah. So that's been like the mat, like it literally went like this, like coasting to like here, like just yeah. 
Boom. <laughs> All right. Well, then there's a lot to like unpack there. Let's yeah. get into the secondary question that we usually give everybody is now, um, can you give us a little bit of your origin story and how this got started? Since you brought it up that it started in quarantine, let's jump into it. Let's like yeah. break it down on like what all went down. For sure. So I've always, I started my influence brand like a year and a half ago. So all I kind of did was like take a look at the market and I just saw that there weren't a lot of influencers on camera and I wasn't really ever afraid of the camera. So I was like, let's do it. Like, let's get on board. I preach it to my clients. And then I did social media marketing uh, for four years now, but I did a lot of different things. I had a lot of sports clients with my ex. So the last two years I had been merging it only to food and beverage and then the last year and a half, I had started my influence side. Gotcha. So been doing that. I had my handful of clients. Um, they kept me afloat. They're amazing. And then when I started my influence brand, I found myself just never like just doing this. Like I couldn't really get out of it. I had my one assistant, people that I, you know, contracted in, but I would just be like, oh, I'm never going to like get become bigger on the agency side. And, but now I need to go do like food tours. And I just kept swimming and swimming. And then, um, met my video guy, Christian that owns local 480 and he was happened to be an actual mass marketer. So he was like, Hey, I want to produce your videos. So then he took my videos to like an entirely different level. He did like my crujente, my Sicilian butcher, like all these videos. Yeah. And then his business partner is a very well-known, um, his name's David DiLorenzo. Mm. He owns one of the largest bar and restaurant insurance agencies here in the Valley. He's been yeah. around a long time. You think everyone is insured by him, all the restaurants and bars. Yeah. So then I had a guy that I white labeled and contracted out. And he was like our leads person for any Facebook and Instagram ads that we ran. We've collected phone numbers and emails through ads. Sure. So literally during quarantine, Christian's like, Hey, let's stop competing against each other. He's like, you're always like complaining about that. You can never catch ahead. You can never do this. You're complaining about that. I'm complaining about this. And I was like, mm, I don't know. Like you want like my clients, like I just felt like all these like negative like things. And I was like, why would someone want to like, you know, I couldn't even like, why would you want to divide like four ways? Like I couldn't even fathom that thought. I always had that. Like I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. But here I was never doing it. So we partnered and literally made magic. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, you know, I'll, I'll admit too, it's like you can kind of see the the deliberate delivery in kind of how things are edited from what you started with to the growth that you are today. There's so much transition or at least a little bit of progressive change in every video that I have. Cause I started from the front and then I worked my way back. And so I was like, Oh, this is interesting that like this video is different than this video. Oh, and yeah. here's, here's the, here's the level of where it is. And so it's just really great that you've been able to, you know, kind of take in that secondary person or someone to help you out and your right hand man, essentially. And so, you know, what was that, what was that conversation like for yourself? I know for most owners, especially like me, we have a hard time letting go of certain aspects of the business. And so, you know, you gotta have to have this conversation to your, to yourself that you cannot take on absolutely everything. So very simple. He said one thing to me, and he said it to all of us. And he goes, let's try it out for 90 days. 
He goes, if it doesn't work, you guys can all go back doing to what you're doing, which is what? And I've kind of was like, God, you're right. (laughs) I'm just swimming and I'm swimming. And I keep telling myself, I'll get to like, you know, get another coach. He'll help you with this, like Mm -hmm. all these different things. And I was like, screw it. Like, let's do it. Like, what do I have to lose? It's not like I have 40 clients and some ginormous agency and some big, big wig is coming along trying to like partner up. I was like, come on, like try it out. Yeah. So, and we did it. We did our 90 day test and literally it's been beautiful. Awesome. I know that that's one of the main things that I'm intrigued with now is, you know, as I'm getting a little bit more intensified with the work and editing and things like that. And I find myself kind of like, okay, what is the limits that we can push this? Or what are the aspects that we can change to help make this more identifiable to our brand or, you know, all those different kind of little, little adjustments to help, you know, intrigue another person into the uh, social media, you know, side of it. Um, For you, you know, when, when was this kind of the, where was the aha moment that this was working? Where was the level of, or like, what was the client or thing that made you go, oh, wow, I'm actually making this kind of become a thing? Um, It It was looking at what I wasn't great at. They all filled in pieces. Like I have my strong suits. They have their strong suits and they fill in exactly what I was missing. Um, Like for example, like I've ran amazing social media ad campaigns for clients. We clean up their grid on the organic side and we make it look beautiful. And then we run regular Facebook and Instagram ads, but I've always kind of just gone off of Facebook's analytics and Instagrams or we've used like Sprout Social and things like that. Mm -hmm. And since Christian was such like a hardcore marketer, he was like, no, that's not going to (laughs) work. So he built the, he is just like systemized. I mean, everything is just in some sort of elaborate system. And it's just, I don't got to do anything. I just, I just onboard the client. I'm the client relations person. I I meet with them. That's my gift is like being able to connect. I've always worked in the restaurant industry. So I've always been able to connect with the restaurant owners So I'm the one meeting. I'm the one that's like a creative coming up with the campaigns, what we're going to do. If they want video, we hand it off to Christian and his team. If they want lead collection, we hand it off to our other partner, Brian, which is amazing at that. And Dilo is also client relations too. People love him. And it's so incredible that you have found these individuals to help you kind of become this, you know, kind of team of people who can just lean on each other where, when you kind of look back at what of, you know, like you said, swimming through kind of the difficulties, what would be one piece of advice or conversation that you would have yourself as, you know, an entrepreneur or someone who has a business who is probably going through the same things as you, what would, what would you say the conversation you need to have with yourself? Um, I see it very clear now. Hire the person that, hire the person wherever your time is most spent. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're, whatever is sucking away the most amount of time that doesn't require to, and it, you're not going to grow off. It's usually something you're not going to grow off. You're usually in the weeds with that. It's probably the same thing over and over and over. Hire that person. They're probably the best asset to your business and you being able to get out there and 
and do you whatever mm-hmm. you're great at. Yeah. Wow. That's so great. Like, cause there's, there's one of those things that like, I'm, I'm kind of like that similar, I'm in that same path where we're, you know, my wife and I are doing this together, but we're getting to the point where it's like, Oh wow, we have a little bit more than we can actually handle between the two of us. So we're discussing on getting like an intern or someone like we should talk about getting, you know, more help or trying to diversify, you know, what we can and cannot do, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, what has been the change that you've seen? Cause I've been asking this with every person who comes through our door lately, you know, when was the change for your kind of particular business when COVID hit, where was the changes hit hardest and where, what, what, or when was it that that day came that it made people pivot a lot more? Um, I would say the clients that I had on board understood um, what our, our process with Facebook and Instagram ads And we actually, I made all my clients amp up on their ad spend during that month. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as anyone knew, not a chance, not a chance of even, I even did um, some small, like I worked with Arizona Restaurant Week. Um, I worked with like a couple of big food groups, like Go Chandler and did a little bit of trade with her. I was like, look, I'll run some ads for you. I want you to blast, you know, me and my services. I even came up with like a restaurant relief package um, that was super affordable and just, dude, people were just freaked out. So like new restaurant clients, not a chance. They, I still got inquiries on it, but it was just like, they were just like, I, they didn't understand ads and they didn't know me. So their, mm-hmm. that trust value wasn't there. Yeah. But my current clients, they did, they honestly did great. We, I was like, you guys, amp, I was like, limit those organic posts and max out your ad spend stat. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's target one to three miles radius around your restaurant, pushing takeout. So we just switched all of our, our efforts, like on our ads. Yeah. That's really and good. Then, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're, you're, I didn't want to cut you off. I just wanted to comment. That's a really good plan that you had for your clients in the time that they needed to make those changes. Yeah. And, and that really did save them. And so I would, I mean, every time Ducey had changed something in the food and beverage industry, take out alcohol, we'd go run, go there, shoot new photos, crash the old campaigns, launch the new ones. So I just, I was like super loyal to them the whole time. And then I would say the change started to happen and you noticed it from the restaurants that got funding. Mm. So the restaurants that got funding, all of a sudden that dialogue started to change. They realized before restaurants could just open the doors, right? We're a big resort destination. We got spring training. The only time my clients even suffer is like July, August, September, like a couple of weeks into September. So, and we gear up for that, like the whole year. But March, they're cranking. April, they're cranking. They want to try, you know, they've got money to spend, whatever it is. But their digital brand is never really on point. So what happened was, is it forced them to look at their online ordering? How is it connected to their social media? What is their brand even saying about them? Because they realize that people are online now and they're looking at them. And all of a sudden they went, Mm -hmm. holy crap, this is what we're pushing out. Nothing even matches or even syncs together. Yeah. So we kind of became those people 
because we showed ourselves that we were cranking during quarantine and they were, they were watching that. So then they started like messaging us and they're like, what are you doing? We want to be on board. You guys are closing clients during this time. Like, how do we get on? How do we do that? Yeah. It's kind of like the change I saw. And I'm kind of curious too, was there any like opportunity for you to even attempt to pull in a new client or like someone just kind of who may just been curious or anything like that? Like what was the difficulty level for this kind of newer, like someone who is on a newer level? Um, Honestly, the harder level was in, in the beginning up until probably right after the stay at home act order ended. Gotcha. So anything before that was just like dead in the water. No one was doing anything. Yeah. Um, so as you guys started to make your pivots and changes and kind of read re up on some of, or push even harder during that month, what was some of the things that you saw best in the community, especially someone like yourself, who is such a, uh, a person who's out there just as much as probably we are, we're, we're always trying to go out and make some change or at least interview people, make new friends, make new contacts, make new, you know, make a networking opportunity happen. Um, what did you see in the community at large? Oh, the creative likeness, like from the restaurants, from the food bloggers, from the writers to the, the festival owners, like, I mean, come on, they're having like drive through UFC fight nights and, yeah. you know, Glendale and, you know, pick up your booze and your food in a bag that's been sanitized. Like (laughs) people were, you know, people were wanting to go out, but they found creative ways in order. Like one of our clients is AZ88. They've, they were with me even before our merge Mm -hmm. and people, they did takeout and I, they started doing jartinis Oh, wow. And these things exploded. Wow. And the park is right next to them. It looked like Central Park in New York. You had sick people spaced out with their blankets, their pets, and drinking Jartini. I mean, they weren't supposed to, but <laughs> <laughs> the cops in the park could, like, mandate that. But yeah. they're out there. They're doing that. They're having food. Like, people were just getting food to go, like, everywhere. It was crazy. Yeah. And it was such a, I thought that it was such a beautiful way of going about these kind of special changes. Like for me, especially like I saw a couple of bars doing like, um, trying to push the limits on interactive with the community. And, and, you know, we played a bingo game that was on through like a zoom call with like 40 other people. That was fantastic. It was like a fun little bingo, like uh all-star, like they brought in business owners of all types of like, so we were there for podcasting and we were kind of like, um, the the Vanna White of like the bingo, like we're telling what our bingo card is and like, here's, you know, our business, let us introduce ourselves. And then it was just a lot of fun. And the creativity behind it was just so, you know, it's, it's a special thing to kind of see people wanting to keep themselves alive and the, the outlets they'll go to do so and keep their business alive at that. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, that was one of the cool things that I saw, especially, you know, being a community member. Um, that's the one thing that we we try and push for, too, is like, you know, what are you advocating for? What are the things that you guys, you know, are you guys seeing on your end? And, you know, what are the things that we can help push the limits on or help with? 
Um, I know that you guys work a lot with um, a lot of businesses. So is there anything right now that you can tell us, you know, from your uh, special like, you know, network that people are you doing right now to help support either through um, gathering, you know, uh, Lysol wipes or anything like that programs that they might be installing that, you know, off the top of your head? You mean that are like COVID related? Yeah. Um, or yeah, restaurant like related. Yeah, so like Blue Clover, I know it was like a huge, they, since he was a distillery, he like literally and obviously they were still selling like their liquors and stuff. Mm. Um, they started producing sanitizer. They don donated so much sanitizer. That yeah. was like one of the amazing things that they did. Um, gosh, oh my gosh, there were so many. I can't even, that's like one that like sticks out in my head. Yeah. But you just, you had a lot of people doing that any way that they could. I know Evo, um, when grocery stores were running out of products, mm. they made their pro extra products and what they had super affordable and found a way to create an in-store grocery store that you could come in and mm -hmm. get those things. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's why I ask you because your background, you know, being with so many clients and being that you're networking with a lot of other people too, I don't know everything. So I, I cherish when uh, people like you come through our doors because it helps um, you know, it helps us a lot to kind of see and, and feel what you're feeling because you're the specialist and we're just kind of like, we're just the broad people. We like go over everything. And so it's kind of helpful to have the specialist come in and tell us who verbatim, like these people go here, you know, go check them out, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I'm kind of curious about your own personal work too, is like, what is your, what has been the change for you specifically on your day to day? Um, you know, it can kind of be like you go and meet up at either at the person's location and stuff like that. So it's like, I want to know what, what types of changes have occurred in your own kind of, um, scheduling. You know, um, actually it's been a little bit more beneficial for us. I've kind of always followed the like Grant Cardone, like you can, you can close and do anything on the phone, like stop wasting your time type thing. So that's been kind of the great thing is that people have been like, all right, we can do this. We can close a sale. We can pick up the phone. We can get on a zoom. You don't have to be in front of the person. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't legitimize it. If you're sitting there taking the time to drive out, getting there. And yes, I know there's some people that, you know, they have to have that in their, their old school ways, but restaurant owners have now like figured out like we're doing stuff through zoom. We're doing stuff through email. So that part has changed for us a lot and they're on board. It's not a struggle because no one does that in the restaurant industry. People are coming to you all day long. Let me sell you this liquor. Let me sell you this beer. Let me sell you this point of sale system. Mm -hmm. And so now they're like, yeah, we can do everything like online. So that part's been great. It's just sitting and funny speaking, the things that have changed this is a nice dress top here, but we, we got tennis shoes down here. Yeah. <laughs> keeping it, keeping it light, just like a casual Friday. <laughs> so that's the other part I love is that we only have to get ready like from here up. <laughs> <laughs> from the waist up. From the waist up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad that you've, you've taken such a, such a positive point and through all of this, because it yeah. can be hard for some people. It can be, you know, just like uh, torment, tormenting each other. And like, you know, you're in the single space with, you know, other people sometimes. And so, you know, it's up to people like yourself and I to, you know, entertain and be able to provide information um, for the community and, and 
distill that in a fun, positive way. So I'm always encouraged when you are someone who's, you know, in your background, just having a good time, having a blast. And that's something that I also wanted to bring up was we had a conversation off uh, before doing this. And I just loved how positive and fun you are. And you're yourself in these videos, in these YouTube uh, little like, you know, you eating and you doing your own thing there. How hard was that or how easy was that for you? You know, was your background or is your background in film or anything like that? No, it wasn't. Um, when I was younger, though, I was a dancer. So I did a lot of musical theater nice. and I was a good dancer. So I, I was used to being, you know, on a stage, having that anxiety and I kind of took that same stage and just made it a camera. So I feel like that gave me my comfortability yeah. a little bit. Um, second, so my the long-term relationship that had ended during quarantine, he covered the UFC fights. Gotcha. So he was a broadcaster, a new like radio media. So he was my coach for the beginning for like, okay, take a breath. You need a break. You need to like stop doing. So my first video I shot, if you watched it at Handcut, that thing took us like eight hours. The manager's like, do you think you guys are almost done? Like, I was, <laughs> I was red. I was flushed. Someone would, and the restaurant was empty. We did it like on a Monday at like, we oh started my at gosh. Like one o'clock. And like, someone would even be like sitting far away. And he'd be like, stop. They can't, they're not even looking at you. They're not even here. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to wait till they're like at their table, like away. Yeah. And so, like, the whole time I'm filming, I'm just like looking to see if anyone's like watching. And he's like, stop it. You got to keep like, we got to cut again. He's not looking at the camera. And then the funny part is I didn't pay attention to surroundings. And I say at the end, you got to watch it. I go, this is the millennial steakhouse to be at the hotspot. And there's literally two old people dining behind me that have gray hair. <laughs> and it is a hotspot. They just happen to go in for lunch. For those of you listening and not watching our, our, our video feed, I just, I just put my head down. I just put my head down. No, because yeah. honestly, I've done a couple of videos myself too. And it, it can get like, I've done a, uh, uh, a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant over on um, uh, Grand Avenue and right behind the federal bank right there on Grand Ooh. Avenue on the South side. But it was, it was the best place to like eat and even shoot the video. She was just, this little old lady, you know, just really having the time of her life. She wanted to make a business for herself and for her family. And so just kind of getting to tell her story and how long she's been there for over 20 years. And just, you know, it's incredible to you know be able to tell those stories and be able to experience and, and enjoy the food. So I, I don't doubt that the first time around was a, was a, oh. was a challenge, but you have definitely come into your own and, yes. you know, for those of you watching the the more recent videos, she you do a good job. You yeah. awesome. You always like you. You know, you're always having fun, and you even bring in other people. It's like um, the chef the, the when you did the blindfold challenge. Who was that? Oh, oh my God! Yes, big guy appetite. Big guy appetite. Yeah, he's yeah. Big, he's like a he's a huge YouTuber. I just wow. I don't even know how I yeah. That's the only reason why I even have a following on YouTube is because of him, because we don't need, oh my God, my YouTube's horrible. But he is a mukbanger. 
Yeah. And so I did my first mukbang. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Lolo's was like, yeah, we'll, we'll sponsor it. Booyah. Came up with like some creative idea that we get blindfolded and we have to make everything and taste our creations. We had to feel if it was the right creation. So like if it asked for a half a cup of salt, it could be a half a cup of sugar. And we literally, we, we were gagging. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I do, I, I'm, but I'm a, see, you got to remember, like, I'm a marketer, so I'll just test too. Like, yeah. I was like, cool, let's do mukbangi. Maybe I'm like, let's try that out. Or yeah. let's do blindfold this, <laughs> or let's go to Tucson. No, let's go into Tucson. Let's go to Tucson. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, you know, that's the other thing too, is like, well, I'm getting inspired, you know, just from the creativeness that you have just to want to participate in going to all these different places, you know, down in Tucson flag and all this other stuff. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm on my, I'm aware of you guys and I'm definitely watching. And so I'm inspired to do the types of things that you guys are doing. I just know that, you know, we're also just like wanting to be ourselves just as much as we want to try and do different things, you know? So it's that fine balance of being yourself and enjoying the the places that you go. And so I'm excited, you know, for the future for us and, and for what you guys have down the road as well. Um, I kind of curious into what your daily routines are like now, you know, I know before it could be that you get up in the morning and kind of do your daily routine. Is it still the same now? Or like, what have you changed in, you know, your daily routines now? Because for everyone here listening, there's always something that they could be doing, you know, in the morning or something, you know, after work or things like that, that they want to help themselves get better and be the better selves, be their better selves. So can you give us a little insight into yours? Yeah. So my health was not on point before uh, my breakup, um, mm-hmm. I had been working on it for the last year and it was like a slow growth. Yeah. But I, was, I also just turned 40 in August. Yeah. So I wanted to do a big photo shoot and I was supposed to go out of country. That was gonna be my 40th birthday present. That didn't end up happening, obviously. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna do this awesome food shoot. We'll do that for your 40th. So I was like, all right, you gotta get in shape. So then um, I spin at the Madison. It's like the only workout that I thought that I loved. Never lifted weights before. Hated it. My friend is like a rock star. Her and her boyfriend own this thing called the Insta Booty. And I just see them just lifting weights and all these chicks. And I was like, I don't want to be bulky and like (laughs) all these things. So the Madison closed and I'm like, crap. What am I going to do? And I called her and it was just like a miserable call. I was like, yeah, so I think I'm going to try like your program. Take my card because even if I have this call right now and you don't charge me, I'm not going to (laughs) go. So I literally sent her a photo of my card. I was like, just run it. And so she did. It was the worst two weeks of my entire life. I thought I was going to die. Oh, now I'm addicted. Like, oh, yes, addicted. I go four times a week. It's the first thing I do. I get my workout before I would get so wrapped up in my work that I would say, as long as you go for a walk, as long as you move your legs, as long as and those are great things to do, because in a busy world, like we're just like, all right, if you can at least get a walk and if you can at least walk your dog, it accounts for something right Mm -hmm. like a workout that you did but I've always wanted to be like that person. That's like, Oh, the gym. So that happened. And now it's done. It's over with my workout is done. 
and I can go about the rest of my day. So that changed. Um, mm-hmm. With my kids, I've always had the same routine because I've, I've always run that racket in my brain. You're busy, you're busy, you're busy, you're busy. So like when we drive to school, there's no phones. When we eat dinner, we take a break, there's no phones. Weekends, obviously there's like time. I work seven days a week and I love it though. Like that's what I love. We dedicate, you know, if we're going out to eat, if we're going somewhere, a museum, whatever it is, mm-hmm. dedicate those times. So I have my times that are committed. So I don't have issues of like not spending time with my kids because those are there. Yeah. And I'll get my workout done and over with. And then the rest is just this, like the grind and what I do. I would say the thing that I haven't been able to master is turning my phone off at night, going to sleep and like getting a good night's sleep. I I will admit I'm addicted to my phone. 100%. I know that's future coaching. I know that's coming soon because I get a new coach every year. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Like I've been... I've watched that. Uh, there's a Netflix documentary that came out about the the addiction and mm-hmm. how they come, how the like guys who actually made the algorithms and all of the layouts and everything on purpose like that. And so it's just kind of funny to see them say it for themselves and kind yeah. of admit, like, yeah, I'm addicted myself too to the program that like I create or I'm a part of the system. And so yeah. it's like, holy crap, if they can't even you know, if they can admit it to themselves and on camera like that, it's like, it's a hard press thing to say that I'm not addicted to my phone. It's yeah, it's, it's tough sometimes, but I've gotten better at, I've gotten better at turning it off and and leaving it off during the night. So, and that's because of Brit, my wife, she, she's, she's the enforcer. Gotta love her, bless her heart. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's it's hard, but you know, you got to do it at least a little bit to kind of, you know, help charge, recharge the brain. And yeah. so, yeah. It, and so I really am curious, like, cause that always gets me is one part of aspect of your life is a routine base. And so anything that you help or help yourself to get a gain in on your own kind of business or what you do personally, and that's really great. And I think it's also vital, especially someone in your own category of business. I mean, having a healthy lifestyle while being able to eat all of the things that you guys eat and enjoy and, and, you know, entertain us with it's, it's kind of vital. Cause I remember watching um, another kind of uh, documentary about the man versus food guy oh, yeah. had a hard time, like in the later seasons, trying to eat all those massive amounts of food without oh, yeah. living healthier, without helping himself to a diet and exercise. Uh-huh. Uh, so let me ask you this. You know, one of the things that people don't really recognize, and it's it's just like, give us an insight what people may not know about your business that you would like them to know, or a category or something that, you know, just wouldn't possibly come across a secondary, like a person, a passerby that you do personally, that is probably a challenge that most people wouldn't recognize. Um, I would say the biggest um, thing that I had, so I've, I've gone through like this dip. So in the beginning, before I started my Eat, Drink, AZ, and I was running just an Instagram and a Facebook for my company that I had, mm-hmm. no one wanted to follow, right? Like a company, they're like, yeah, you're going to market to us. We don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So then I started this brand, right? And I just, I had it in my mind. I'm like, you're not going to talk about business. 
no one is going to follow you. If you start social media and you know, they're going to be like, eh, stop. We're here for food. So I built that and I knew that I wanted to get to a certain number and it also creates a, like a comfortability thing and a trust thing. Mm. I hit my 20 K by my birthday. And then when the merge happened, and I even said this before I partnered with local 480 is that once I got to a certain point, I have the credibility now, now we're going to start marketing your products. Now we're going to start doing that. So what happened is, is then I started like now kind of like, Hey, this is what we do social media, but I still run into that, like restaurants or they DM me and they're like, we know you're a food blogger, but we're not really sure. Like to the depth of like social media marketing that you do. So even when people meet me and I go to media events and I meet with PR companies and I, and I meet like the, or I meet a restaurant and, and they have a, a team or whatever. And I'm just there for a food shoot. I'm just a foodie. Like they don't know, like this is my business and I run it. I don't have, you know, I'm not working at a nine to five, mm-hmm. you know, this is my company that I built and it funds my personal brand. So most people don't know that I've been doing social media marketing. Like they meet me, they have no idea who my clients are. All of a sudden I'll be talking to someone. They're like, oh, snaps. I didn't know you did Los Taquitos. They're like, oh, wait, Sip is yours? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, that one, that one. Yeah, you. I saw you there too. I don't <laughs> talk about it. Like I just, I, and I keep them very separate. Like I've never used my clients' platforms mm-hmm. for, unless they've wanted something or I've done a feature I'm never like, Hey, make sure you tell my, I tell my assistant, like yeah. I've never been like, Hey, put my photo on drinking like a martini there to grill my eat drink. Dude. I keep them separate. I keep yeah. them so separate. That's really good. I mean, that's so interesting that no one or the lack of knowledge between the two and how you can easily just identify one with the other. If you tried, if you looked hard enough too. I mean, yeah, they don't, they literally, <laughs> no one does. <laughs> I I was, I was, I went down the rabbit hole with you. I mean, I I did try and do my research as much as I could, but it's, you know, that's some of the other thing too, is like, I I can only go so far, you know, with my internet searches. And so I just really, but it, it was just one of those things. It's like, I, when you came and asked us to be on the show, I am always on board to have new people, especially food blockers. Cause that, yeah. I mean, what's more fun than food? I mean, honestly, there's, <laughs> there's, so, there's nothing more fun than food. It's, but it's also the aspect of like, I'm so interested in what you guys go through on a daily basis because it's not an everyday thing. It's not easy to kind of spin through the, the Rolodex that is this restaurant, you know, business throughout, the state and not only the state, but if you go out to bigger markets and other markets, it's like, it's a whole nother behemoth. And, you know, I can only imagine with California being what it is because we had one uh, restauranter that was like from California that was telling us behind the scenes stuff of like, what goes, what goes into building a restaurant in the California area. Yeah. We're like a walk in the park. (laughs) It's a whole nother level of Game of Thrones over there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're reaching towards the end here, but, you know, that's, you know, 
it's the name of the game. We easily blow through these with people like you. You're so fantastic to talk to and you're so easygoing. So it makes my job a lot easier. Um, so I'll give you kind of a final pitch to a final question. And it's kind of just, what are you hoping to see after COVID? And, you know, do you see certain restaurants keeping certain levels of their um, marketing the same way? Or do you see it reverting back to what it was before? You know, give us some insight to the future, what you're excited for, um, any projects that you're even hoping that will come down the lane or maybe put in something into the existence, into the universe right now, make something, shout someone out, let us, let us know. Yeah, um, I would say one of the things that we're looking forward to is, like I said before, the restaurants getting familiar and really jumping on their digital brand. I think that they're going to be prepared mm-hmm. for now for anything that happens in the future. With that, um, secondly, I mean, we're not even just stopping here in Phoenix. We're trying to get to Tucson with our company, with everything that we do. And I mean, we even have means of going outside of Arizona. So that would be like my my big goal. I think my guys are very here. I want to go national. That's what yeah. I'll put out into the world. Yeah. I'm going to be a national company. Um, and then, gosh, the restaurants, I mean so much love and so much respect for them for doing what they did. And I just want to say everyone that supported them, whether it was through whatever they could do, visiting blog, social media, I mean, Arizona, Mm -hmm. the Arizona association, I mean, the community effort was just there and I love all of that all together. And I, I love what I do. And I mean, you can follow me on Eat, Drink, AZ, our company on Local 480 Media, and then our big boy, Local 480. So, yeah. Awesome. And you made it easy for me to kind of transition you into what would be our last part was just to kind of promote yourself. But if you want to go right ahead, let everyone know what the website name is, your YouTube channel name, let everyone know where they can find you so that if you have any other big projects that you're excited to also share, maybe an event or two that you're excited to go see, let us know now so that we can encourage others to go do and find out more information. Yes. So actually we just shot the March of Dimes Signature Chefs Championship. Yes, cool. It's usually at Talking Stick. We have an in-house production crew. Nice. We had 10 chefs. We had five celebrity judges. Right on Ruby. Corey Oplon was there. So those videos will be dropping this whole month. You can go raise money virtually. We shot it all. You can see all the dishes. Um, we, the official show, I emceed it. So that was my very first MC gig that I ever <laughs> did. So that was exciting. With That's our cool. And then next year we're coming back, but we're going to be at Talking Stick. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit you are just on fire lately. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I'll have to catch that when yes. it comes out because I'm very interested. We did, um, we did ALS when they um, asked us to come and do a podcast with them. We did their walkathon just uh, for the exact same kind of like, I think March, uh, sorry, I can't believe the walkathon that you just mentioned, March of Dimes. They do a lot too. Like, it's just really fun to kind of see yeah. these nonprofits and the creativity too behind doing a chef's program like this. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, that's probably one of the most biggest projects that I'm pumped about. So stepping into the MC world yeah. was great. Um, and then, yeah, everything I do is eat, drink, AZ. So 
You can find me on Instagram. So I kind of divide things up. Mm -hmm. So Facebook is pure food, like everything food related. My Instagram feed, eat, drink, AZ, it's all food. But if you watch my stories, it's behind the scenes of my everyday life. Gotcha. Uh, YouTube, all my food videos, eat, drink, AZ, my Twitter is very different. It's kind of a place I kind of just rant and no one really knows me and it's fun. And I can be like the guy that cut me off at 36th street. In the day. <laughs> we got <So>. issues. <laughs> yeah. TikTok is very sad. <laughs> if you want you to follow my TikTok, even in the bio, it says my TikTok sucks. Head to my Instagram. <laughs> you need to have that intern that you were talking about. She's a rock star. She crushes it for me. She's oh, all there you one go. of the biggest foodie TikTokers. Let them awesome. There you go. Assistant. There you um, go. And then our local 480 media is our company page. Yeah. And then the originator, our owner that we partnered with was Christian with local 480. Awesome. And thank you again, Melissa, for coming on. I really do appreciate someone like you who goes out and does all the hard work for me so that I can go out and just enjoy the fruits of your labor. I, <laughs> I, uh, before we go, I will take control and just say, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at our website, findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So if you did like this episode and you have someone else that's kind of like Melissa here, who's a foodie or just someone who has a business around the local area that you want to shout out please send them our way all of our social media handles is at finding arizona podcast last but not least i'm hoping to keep melissa for 10 more minutes so that we can do an extra bonus podcast called fine examination where we fill up with fun with questions rapid fire style with our guests of the week and melissa will take that challenge next but if you want to go hear that episode you can only catch it at patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast and with that we say goodbye to melissa goodbye to eat drink az and goodbye to all of you listening we will catch you on the next next episode.